Help I Got a Mac podcast episode number 90. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Biding. Today, we're going to talk about my hate of iTunes 9. <laughs> and we're going to play a ton of your a ton of your feedback. We're going to try to answer some questions. And uh, we're going to do all that and more right now. Yes. Let's do it. Chris, I am so glad you are here, my friend, because the phones have been ringing off the hook. Well, actually, the voicemail line has been ringing off the hook, which doesn't ring here, For uh, which I'm kind of glad that it doesn't ring. <laughs> but anyway, we have got tons of feedback, my friend. We've been talking about doing an all-feedback show, and it sounds like we've, we've finally got enough stuff to do it. Yes, we have enough today for all this good stuff. Now, before we get into my I tunes nine rant i would like to think just take it back just one step and you know we i personally you know exposed a lot of things that i didn't like about the leopard install and some of the issues that were going on there but eric fisher however came back with some audio feedback and he gives he's going to sing some high praise of uh the new snow leopard uh system so let's see what i like i like snow leopard too i know you do (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm just saying you've got somebody on your side of the table, my friend. Oh, okay, okay. All right, so here, here's Eric. Hey, guys, Eric Fisher here. Just wanted to give some feedback for help. I got a Mac, and uh, I just wanted to report that I'm having no problems at all with Snow Leopard. I installed it. Everything that I use works great. I've seen some. At first, I didn't see a whole lot of speed improvements, but then... I did something that it normally takes four to six hours for me to do as a wedding videographer, which is to uh, burn a disc image out of iDVD of my finished product so it makes it easier for me to burn multiple copies quickly later. Usually it takes four to six hours. It took a half hour with Snow Leopard. So wow. obviously some kind of core something or other got changed and it's got processing speed now. So... I am very thankful, and I wanted to give a good report for Snow Leopard as far as I'm concerned. Um, and then as far as iTunes 9, it is amazing. I love the full-screen uh, app store. I love being able to organize my apps and what page they're on of my iPhone in iTunes and then sync them that way. Amazing. Haven't played out play, played around with all the other stuff yet, but I just wanted to say I'm... You know, it was a little bit lackluster what they came out with yesterday, but iTunes nine, awesome upgrade and loved it. So, there you go. All right, so there you go. There's some praise for for Snow Leopard, although there's also some praise for for iTunes nine. And I will tell you that um, I know some people are loving it, but some people are not. And what I'm going to do, if you don't mind is I'm going to uh, share one voice feedback from Mary, and then we'll go into our discussion. I- I'm eager to see what you think about iTunes 9. Okay. All right, so here's here's what Mary has to say. Hey, Cliff. This is Mary from Minnesota, the author of my audio journal podcast, um, and I am listening to the la- latest Help I Got a Mac. And 
I haven't listened all the way through, so it might be premature, but there are some serious problems with syncing um, your iPhone, your iPod to iTunes. Um, it's just really difficult. It won't sync your smart playlist. Like, I have, like, a whole bunch of podcasts, like, religion podcasts in one, like, envelope, folder, envelope, folder, and then I have, like, music, and then I have GSPN, and if it's a smartwatch, it won't do it. And if it's a podcast, it really won't do it. You have to go make, like, all of this stuff that I've actually told one of my friends, wait a couple of days because they're going to fix this problem. I know they are. But to upgrade, because it's a pain in the butt if you don't know what you're doing. And I was on Twitter looking for, um, you know, help. I found some awesome friends, let me tell you. They are just awesome. And they um, were like, well, there's a discussion going on about this um, over Apple, and I still couldn't find it. So one of my friends actually, like, walked me through the steps. Okay, I thought you were supposed to be able to plug your iPod in and it would sync. Now you got to go through all of these other steps. If you add a podcast, then you got to go back and figure out where it is and everything. It's not fun. So hopefully you guys will have discussed this, but is there a way, does Apple, is Apple aware of this problem and do you think there's going to be a fix? Okay, now I've really gotten long-winded. Sorry. Have a great day. Bye now. All righty. Uh, so, Mary, you're not alone in your frustrations, and uh, you know that's a, that's one among many frustrations that I've been having with iTunes Nine myself. So, Chris, have you heard about this? The inability to sync podcasts via playlists. No, I I no. I've I've got a ton of stuff out here. In fact, let me go to my. I'm going to my Facebook profile real quick, and if you give me one second, I'm going to refresh it so that I have the most recent uh, version, make sure that I get all the comments in here. And uh, yeah, is that all of the comments? I guess it is. All right, so here here we go. Um, This is what I put out on Twitter and Facebook last night. If I've not publicly shared my disgust with iTunes 9... Consider it shared now. iTunes 9 on my Mac is less reliable than Twitter. All right. Now, I'll explain that in just a second. Mark Smith says, I've had no trouble at all with it. And then I wrote back, it's crashed on me three times in the past three days. I've never had iTunes crash on my Mac before. Um, And I really dislike Safari, and I'm positive that it's Safari that's causing the crashes that has happened when I launched the iTunes store. It does it randomly, by the way. I've seen a ton of reports of others having serious issues with iTunes 9 as well. Uh, Steve, my cousin, actually says, give up the Mac and go to get a PC, laughing out loud. (laughs) Uh, Aaron Benedict says, it has been solid for me, although I know one other person that is having the same problem that you are. From what I have heard on other podcasts, the new store is now using using WebKit, so it's a good bet that it is Safari-related. Karen Richard says, Safari crashed my iTunes on my PC Vista. 
that was the first problem I had with Vista. Uh, that, actually, she says that's the first problem. I'm, congratulations to you, by the way, Karen. It's all those prayers that you do. Uh, anyway, she says this was her first problem she's ever had with Vista. Uh, once I uninstalled iTunes or Safari, uh, it, everything ran fine. Amy Wright says, I don't like that I can't sync a podcast by playlist. Uh, Chris Key says, I'm, I guess I'm lucky, but I haven't had any issues myself. Jeff Gentry says, I have Safari, but I use Firefox more. I had no problems so far and love the new uh, home share features. So, uh, you know, there's a little bit of a mixed response out there, but uh, there are certainly a, a percentage of people who are experiencing, number one, crashes on the Mac. Now, I, if I was on a PC and iTunes crashes, okay, so you just restart it, right? But on a yeah. Mac? Yeah. It, sh- it should run better on a Mac. That's what I'm thinking. And here, everybody, and so far, I've not experienced a single person out there other than Karen who has Vista, which Vista in and of itself says a lot. But, I mean, anybody who's running XP, none of those folks. Anybody who's using you know the, the public version of Windows 7 that's out there right now, nobody's experiencing problems with it crashing. But on, on my MacBook... It's crashed three times, and for those of you who are concerned, I did. I went in. I went in and updated everything. I updated all of my software to the latest stuff, and I was really, really frustrated when I learned that to install iTunes. By the way, I I went and downloaded iTunes for my Mac, mm-hmm. and when I went to install it, I everything installed perfectly. All right, then I went to go launch it. It launched fine. I was looking around, and then I went to the store because I had heard the store is different. It's full page. It's like a web page now. And guess what it tells me? You need to update your Safari. Yes. that's ex- It says it is um, – Where did I put that link down here? iTunes requires Safari 4.0.3 or later to be installed to use the iTunes store with iTunes. Use software update to download – and install the latest version of Safari. Now, my question is this, all right? Number one, I don't like Safari, and I don't like that it made me download it. But if it's going to be required, when I go to iTunes.com on my Mac, it should include Safari in the download. Yeah. you. It, it's absolutely ludicrous, ludicrous to think that I go to iTunes.com because here's – and this is why I'm so passionate about this. You know, I'm a podcaster by profession. So if I tell somebody, hey, go to iTunes.com, download the free software, and then and here's what you do. You just go click on iTunes Music Store, and you do a search for Cliff Ravenscraft, do a search for Weekly Lost Podcast, do a search for GSPN, gspn.tv, and... Um, you know, the thing is, is that it's, it's just going to be there, but no, they're going to, you know, already they're probably not that technical. Um, and so they're going to iTunes for the very first time. They're downloading the software, go through the entire process of installing it. And then it says, Oh, by the way, you can't access this feature unless you go download more Apple software. (laughs) Okay. I'm done. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand your frustration. So and, uh, that being yeah, said, the, I, iTunes the the store uses a whole lot more of WebKit than um, than it did before. It yeah. was using some kind of custom XML and all sorts of stuff before, but now it's just rendering, especially in the App Store, it's just rendering straight HTML. Yeah, it, it, you know, I just 
I, I'm a little frustrated by it. But, you know, other than that, I mean, sure, there's some new features in there that aren't so bad. And we didn't report last week. Uh, remember, we thought, you know, hey, I thought there was supposed to be some kind of integration with social networking. Did you find that there is? No. Uh, some, some social networking integration. I got to see if I can find it now. Uh, I guess it's, it's in the store. You can send links via Twitter and stuff. Yeah, that's it. Yes, that's it. Exactly. So, yeah, you're able to now when you're actually searching for something, you can actually uh, share it via Twitter. And I'm not sure. Was it Facebook as well? Yeah. So there is a little bit of social networking in there that you can that you can post easy links that say, hey, I found this great podcast. But, you know, I'm sure they're going to get this fixed, but I cannot tolerate a crash of a of an Apple product consistently on my Apple computer. That, yeah. And, and, and now it doesn't. Obviously, I'm able to pull up the iTunes store, but it's but at least once a day, it's crashing on me when I when I go to the store. Really? I have not had any issues with iTunes 9 whatsoever. At least once a day, my friend. Huh. Yep, and all and basically it just it just crashes it, and and then uh, you know I have to restart it and then go to the store and then I uh, then I'm fine, and then you know if I if I go if I'm away from if I launch the if I close it for a long time and then come back to iTunes and launch the store it'll crash it. That is unfortunate. It is very unfortunate, especially since you know I I listen to a lot of podcasts and I use iTunes to download them all. Anyway, yeah. but other than that, that's my frustration. Now, this playlist thing, so so you haven't heard of this yet. No, no, this is new to me. See, a lot of people are using what are called smart playlists, which I don't use any of them, by the way. But I know yeah, I a lot, there are so many people out there that actually, absolutely, they, I mean, they rely on them fully. I mean, it, it's how they get their content organized because they're, you know, like all of us, we're subscribed to so much content but they're using smart playlists, and from what I understand, and, and I wouldn't be able to v- confirm this myself, but enough people have said it. It's not just Mary, but a lot of other people have said that, you know, I'm really bummed that I can't sync a smart playlist of podcasts to my iPhone or my iPod. And I think that that's just ridiculous. Yeah. So if anybody knows the workaround, now Mary said she found some friends on Twitter and was able to, to figure that out. Let's if somebody wouldn't mind creating a thread over at gspn.tv slash forum under the help I got a Mac session uh, and put in syncing playlists, uh, smart playlist with iTunes nine as a thread. I, I'd love to put that out there and that way we can point people to that as they experience that issue for the first time themselves. Yeah, I mean, we'll probably have some kind of point release uh, probably in the next week or two that will yeah. probably address some of these edge cases. Now, what are you thinking about iTunes 9 now that you've had time to play with it? I like it. Um, I mean, uh, I don't spend a whole lot of time in iTunes. I, I do what I need to do, and then I get out. You know, I play music, and you know, I use the radio station stuff. Most of the time, it's minimized in the background playing. Um, I don't use... I have some genius mixes, but I don't use them quite a bit. Uh, the store is taking some getting used to. I, I really was a heavy user of the shopping cart mm-hmm. and the shopping cart's gone now. And um, so, so that's, that's a little different for me. The icons are, are weird looking. I don't know. It, it, it's okay. I mean, yeah. for what I use it for, you know, I, I, all my podcasts and stuff seem to go over just fine. 
the one thing that I do like, and it's the same thing Eric said, was the icon, um, you know, organization that that was huge, and uh, I still like that, and that that makes me like iTunes Nine all that much more. Well, that's cool. And Tess is saying the the sharing music between m- machines is very useful, and I assume that to do that you have to upgrade all of them to iTunes Nine, correct? Yes. All right, and of course I have been too um, too upset with iTunes Nine to actually install Safari on a PC machine. Give me a break. <laughs> Safari uh, on it on Snow Leopard is amazing. Is it? I hear a lot of good things about it, but there's no plugins for Safari. That's okay. Yeah. The only plugins I use for use for Firefox are Weather and Screen Grab, yeah. which is awesome. And I use about fifteen other ones. So, to me, the the uh, the plugins slow the browser down ultimately. Yeah, yeah but I tell you what, s- s- plugins. You know, when I'm actually designing a web page and I need to know what the hex color is, and I can just click a dropper on it, boom! Right there's my color. Um, and you know, uploading you know Screen Grab, I use that probably four or five times a day. Mm-hmm. And Inspector, you know the fire firebug. I use that. Yeah, firebug's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I just I use a ton of them. There was supposed to be some kind of inspector built in the Safari that was a lot like firebug, but I can't find it anymore. I don't know if they took it out. It was in the beta. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. So, Anybody knows where it is? Let me know. Yeah, let us know. You, there's a phone number eight five nine seven nine five four zero. Six seven eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven. Now, um, one of the things that I was going to say is the. I think that when you plug in your iPhone and your iPod, I think that the uh, there's a lot more options now for you to sync things in different ways. You can sync genres and stuff like that. I like that. I, I like the additional functionality, but I think you should be able to go into simple mode and advanced mode. Uh, before it was, it was. I mean, for the te- for the non technical person, it was still doable. I think now it, it, you just plug in your iPhone or in your iPod, and it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much here. What yeah. do I do? I haven't checked audiobooks. Can you sync only one or two audiobooks? Because before it used to be all or none. Yes, I think you can. I'm okay. almost positive you can. Okay, that'd be cool because yeah. I just got some new ones. Yeah. So, no, it's someone saying no. Somebody saying no. Yeah, is it is it still all or none? That would be unfortunate. Oh, you know what? That's why I'm not seeing the chat room. Uh, unless you uncheck the ones you don't want to sync. Yeah, that, okay. yeah, okay. Yeah, you. So yeah, you still have to do it. You you can okay. do it. You, okay, cool. you, you go in and you can actually choose. I felt like before it was all or none. I don't remember, but uh, I just I just downloaded uh, what's his name's the the guy from Wired magazine, the the book free. Oh, yeah, I just downloaded that, too. <laughs> yeah, so it was free, so I downloaded it. We must have been listening to the same show. I, you know, I think so. <laughs> of course, I've heard about it forever, and finally I'm like, okay, I'll finally I'll go download it and listen to it. Yeah, hey, the price is right. All righty. All so right, let's keep so, rolling. I think we yeah. got some feedback, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we're going to continue on. We've got next, we've got Mary, who has a problem uh, with in a, in a question regarding syncing her iPhone. So let's see what she has right here. I think it's this one. Hi, Cliff and Chris. This is Mary Martin calling from Louisiana. I'm calling for the Help I Got a Mac podcast. And the reason I was calling is because, uh, as I've uh, mentioned in some of the community forums and uh, calling in before, I recently got an iPhone. And I have yet to sync that to my computer because of some misinformation that I have been receiving. I um, use my iPhone uh, 
everywhere I go, and I have iTunes on both my home computer and my work computer. And I heard that if you sync your iPhone to more than one computer, you will lose all of the songs and podcasts that you have uh, every time that you sync to a different one. And I was just wondering if you guys could give me some clarification on this because I heard that there is going to be an update for the iPhone and I need to sync it to some computer in order to get that. So uh, if you guys could give me some info uh, on how to sync my iPhone to two different computers, I would uh, very much appreciate it. Thanks and love the show. Bye. Thank you very much, Mary, for your call. And Chris, is it possible to sync your iPhone with more than one computer? It is, but it's wicked difficult. All right. Um, I, I, well, I find it surprising to hear that she's never synced her iPhone with the yes. with a, with iTunes on any computer. That is amazing to me. Yeah, yeah. the The issue is is there's something called the iTunes Library ID. It's a little string uh, of characters, and and both of them need to have that same ID, so the phone thinks it's it's on the same iTunes library because unlike the iPod, the phone does a lot more syncing. So it needs to sync in theory specifically to one computer. Um, if you do some searches in Google, uh, there, there's some steps that you can do, uh, on there's a website called ismashphone.com that tells you how to sync the iPhone between multiple computers. It is difficult though. I'm warning you yeah. and you could make it so neither computer will sync. Well, so. well, I'll tell you what, Mary, I would not suggest doing it um, because, first of all, Uncle Steve doesn't want you to. But <laughs> seriously, n- n- the reason why is because it is difficult and you don't want to go through the possibility of um, handling that situation, you know, where your your phone does lose any of its stuff after you've worked so hard to get it on there. Now, with that being said, um, here here's my suggestion. First of all, pretty much just Go ahead and um, I'm sorry, I'm doing show notes update and talking at the same time. <laughs> I'm not great at multitasking all the time. But anyway, go ahead and sync to the computer that you think you will be using most. Now, if the computer at work is your computer, then I would say that. If the computer at work is not your computer, then sync with the one at home. But here's the, here's the situation. Right now, you're not syncing to either computer. So really, when you sync to your... now. The, now, if you have purchased music on your phone and you're afraid of losing that, when you sync, I believe it's going to say, hey, we found some purchases on your phone. Would you would you like us to transfer for those to your iTunes? Yeah, exactly. When when you choose the computer that you're going to sync to, it'll, it'll dump all those over. Yeah, so you're not going to lose that. Now, as far as podcasts that you have, yes, you'll lose those. But you, uh, it, you're going to get better podcast management out of the iTunes software than you are on the iTunes phone. So mm-hmm. so it, the the problem is is that you're you know you're probably at work all day and podcasts are being downloaded and you know how do I get them over to my phone? Well, here's the deal. If you can get them through iTunes, you know, the the phone, you know, the phone version of iTunes, you'll still be able to get those. You'll be able to click get more episodes if you subscribed to the podcast using the iTunes store. So, I would say definitely sync to probably your home computer and then just, you know, just sync before you leave for work each day. If you know that a po- new podcast is out there and it's, a, you know, it's available in the iTunes store, then you should be able to hit get more episodes and it'll download those. Now, the thing is, is that if you are 
using the the gspn.tv plus member only uh shows those are not going to you're not going to be able to click get more from there you'll have to you know those will be downloaded to your itunes at at the home you could also but you could actually use your username and password generated feed for your itunes computer at work you just won't be able to transfer them over to your iphone so you'll still be able to listen to them and access them there. And, of course, don't forget, there is the gspn.tv iPhone application as well, if that's a if that's a concern. So lots of different things there. I suggest, since you're not syncing to either, you're really not losing anything. You'll be only adding functionality, and I don't think you're going to lose anything other than those podcasts that you're subscribed to. Just make a list and re-download all the episodes you haven't listened to yet. That would be my suggestion. Yes, I agree. All right, and then um, Mary, on your iTunes Smart Playlist, uh, Lee Andrew says there's already a thread in the forum. Uh, it's topic number 3692, but you don't need to know that. Just go to gspn.tv slash forum and go to Help I Got a Mac. You'll see um, a link there, and I'll put a link in the show notes at helpigotamac.com. All right, so let's move on to our next one. This one is from Jason. And he's got an iPod that he's using as an, or no, yeah, an iPod Touch as, he, as he's using it for an iPhone. And that's real easy for me to say. Hey, guys, this is Hey Heilman from Dallas, Texas. And I was just calling about the Help I Got a Mac podcast. And I was really uh, wanting to hear what you guys thought about this question here. Um, I'm really thinking about getting an iPod Touch. And uh, especially since the price on the 32 gigabyte just came down. And so um, my big question is what you guys think about using that as a phone. Because I know there's some VoIP options. And just anything regarding that, any of the programs or apps that are available to do that. And, uh, you know, now they're coming out with where they have the headphones and the, the speaker built into the iPod Touch now, so you can use that to actually talk on the phone when you're in Wi-Fi range. So anything regarding that, man, I'd love to hear you guys share something regarding that um, on one of the upcoming shows. All right, guys, thanks. Talk to you later. All right, Jason, thank you for your call. And uh, let's see here. Are you using any applications on your iPhone that have the, you know, that use the microphone at all? Yeah. What do you um, got? Uh, let me get my iPhone out. I got uh, I use Skype occasionally. Um, I use the memo, the voice recorder. Okay. I use uh, Shazam. Uh, I have the IMT Paint app, which uses the microphone. Um, what is that? IMT Paint. Paint IMT Paint. It's an auto tuner. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It's hard. To, it's funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't use my phone uh, with a lot of VoIP stuff though. Just Skype. Um, but well, he's, you not, can, he's not looking to, for just VoIP. Um, he's looking right. for just anything uh, that uses the microphone functionality. Yeah, so, um, memos and stuff like that. Yeah, I use the iTalk recorder. I use a, a lot of the ones that you mentioned. I use the iTalk recorder uh, for recording a lot of things via podcast or for later use in podcasts and stuff. I also use, I want to think about this for a second, um, or not use, but I have had before, and he said, is there any kind of, like, just little cool little things? Um, There are some musical instruments. If you go in and search for music or instruments or something like that, a lot of free little things that you can actually blow 
into the microphone. Oh yeah, and it makes music. There's there's eye flute, I think, and and all kinds of other different things. And when you blow into it, it creates a wind noise, which goes like that. And when that noise is recognized, it actually translates that into, you know, as if you were blowing into the instrument. Yeah, so, it's, uh, I've got one uh, called Ocarina. Exactly, exactly. So I'm trying to fire it up right now, but I'm down to one hand, Cliff. It's hard to do multi-touch with one hand. I know. I hope your, heel, your finger heals soon, man. Let's see. Oh, my sound's turned down. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to play his instrument on his iPhone. All right. So there you go. <laughs> yep. So there you go. That was that was terrible. <laughs> All right, and and basically he's just doing that by blowing into the microphone. So there are there are some tools and, and toys out there for the use of the microphone. So hopefully that helps you out. All yeah, right. let us know. Uh, you know, I mean, I, Cliff, let, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Yeah. In theory, I guess you could buy an an iPod Touch. Yep. Okay. And have Skype on it. Now Skype would have to be running all the time. But or if you just wanted to make a call out, you could have one of those. You could just get like a data plan from like Sprint and have one of those little MiFi things, couldn't you? And just kind of have that with you all the time, and you don't even have to like buy a voice plan. Yeah, I mean it's I, super. It's super impractical. Yeah, but. I, I'm thinking. Okay, mm, first of all, you're looking at the cost of the MiFi, uh, and yeah. and number two, sixty bucks a month. So you and I are talking via Skype, right? Yeah, sounds great. Sounds great. Talking via Skype using the phone, not so great. Yeah, yeah, it 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 is a it is a massively different quality level. Just wait and get that Sprint HTC Hero. I mean, uh, never mind. <laughs> I've been looking you, at that thing. Man. That thing looks pretty sweet. I'm telling you, I, there are several Google Android phones that are coming out now that are looking really cool. And I already know that I am doing my best to wait until you know, June of next year when a new iPhone's announced. And I'm certain that right around that same time frame, the new, you know, the, even the next version of Google Android is going to be out. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm going to be weighing the options. So am I, Cliff. You know, I, and for, you know what? Google Voice is the biggest reason. Yeah, that's, that is my business number. Yep. It is my everything number. And I want to be able to have a Google Voice application and and iTunes says that I can't have that or uh, yeah. iTunes Apple yeah. Steve Steve all right man uh let's see here who do we have next do we have um community responses um oh basically i just want to say you know i gave my rant earlier and i gave uh, for iTunes 9 the response from the community in the forum is overwhelmingly positive so, oh, for iTunes 9? For iTunes 9, yeah. I mean, yeah. overall, a major- now, I, I obviously gave my rant, and I have my reasons for the rant. It, you know, it, the podcast functionality is the most important thing to me for obvious reasons, and for it to be simple is is important for me for obvious reasons. I, I, I want people to, I want podcasting to be as easy as possible, and I think they've they've actually, you know, they've actually stepped it up a couple notches as far as some hurdles to jump through for people who have never heard of iTunes before. 
and and that kind of frustrated me. But the overwhel- the community who uses iTunes consistently and frequently, with the exception of a couple people who are also experiencing crashes, and with the exception of a couple people who were just overwhelmed with the fact that you couldn't sync your smart playlist, but like I said, there's a solution in the form. The, the overwhelming response is absolutely they love it. All right. Cool. It looks like someone's got some kind of Madden, iPhone Madden thing. In yeah. There. What? What is, uh, let's see here. The iPhone Madden is John, so I've got that one right here. Hi, Cliff. Hi, Chris. I'm calling for the help. I got a Mac uh, podcast. Actually, is that the right one? Oh, I don't know. Uh, You've got all the here. buttons. I know I do. I th- yeah, it's John. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, I see. It's iTunes 9 and Madden Football. So here we go. This is John. Hi, Cliff. Hi, Chris. I'm calling for the help. I got a Mac uh, podcast. You know, yesterday was the new iTunes 9.0 before I had to go to work this morning, and I, I, I like it. It's kind of, kind of a little bit more, flows a little bit more easier to me. Um, it's kind of a little bit more easier on the eyes to understand. Um, so I, I really think they did a good job in iTunes uh, 9.0. I know they were talking for a while about putting, you know, some social media integration into that, and I don't to play around with it enough or, or check through Apple's website to see if they actually did that, but to me, to me, kind of just laying off of that kind of just shows that they weren't, you know, floating with the times and that they're, you know, a company that's going to, you know, <laughs> go their own direction, which I know we always know Apple to be that company. Um, I did get to play with, uh, and I know, Cliff, I know that you're not a gamer. I know that you also um, know very little about sports, not because you don't want, you know, want to, but it just doesn't interest you. But I did hear that yesterday they mentioned, um, Madden 2010, the um, football game, coming out on the uh, iPhone and iPod Touch and uh, getting to, you know, that was a great thing. So I had a chance last night to actually download that and put that on my iPod Touch and I play it play a little bit last night. And I have to tell you, it's probably one of the, one of the best uh, games I've seen as far as, I, you know, using your, your creative mind. You know, normally when you play Madden, um, you know, you have your, your, I guess what they call it, not joystick, that's two 1980s, but you, know, you have your controller, and you have all these buttons, and you kind of just know by rote memory where all these buttons are um, on your Xbox 360 or your PS3 or whatever. But, you know, using the iPod Touch, not having the ability to, you know, move your hands and, or, you know, press buttons, and now having to press the screen, they had to kind of redesign that and rethink that through. And I have to tell you, I think they hit it out of the park. It's absolutely a wonderful game to play, and the you know it's, it's the characters, you know, the football players aren't you know just they don't feel like little you know bit pieces, you know they're actually doing, making fluid motions and stuff like that. I have to tell you, it's a very well thought out game and very well um, you know adapted game to this you know platform. Uh, yeah. Anyway, have that um, as my next reaction. Didn't get to. Um, Download 3.1 because it just seemed like it was taking so long to download. I wanted to see if y'all had that problem when you were trying to update. Um, but anyway, just wanting to give you my initial reactions. Um, I hope y'all have a great day and a great day of recording, Cliff. All right. Bye. All right. Thank you so much, John. And, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a gamer. Um, and, no, I don't know a lot about sports, but I know enough to, to kind of be interested because – the the reason why I purchased a Sega Dreamcast is it Sega? Oh yeah. God, I love the Dreamcast. I've got one here still. 
Uh, Those came out 10 years ago, like a few weeks ago. I know. Oh, dude. It's the anniversary. I woke up this morning. Do you know what I realized? I'm almost what? I'm almost 40 years old. Ooh. I know. I'm so sad. Oh, this first I still, time, got, I, I still got a way to go, my friend. I got another six years. I Dude, I, I woke up this morning, and that, that thought occurred to me. I don't know how it occurred to me, and it's just like, oh. And so anyway, but um, yeah, the reason why I purchased a Sega Dreamcast was for NFL 2K1 or 2K1 or 2K, yeah, 2K1, I think. Oh, it's the greatest football game ever. Well, yeah. NFL 2K5 is the greatest football game ever, but the whole 2K series on Dreamcast yeah. was amazing. Yeah, well, it came out, it was the, it was the 2K1 one that, that mm-hmm. really sold me. And I'll tell you what, I, I played football on that computer, on, on that little console forever. And I, and I, you know, I know enough to, to get in there and play and I could beat the computer a couple times and stuff like that. And I even went over to a friend's house and played that game. Um, of course, anybody that knew anything about football always tore me up because they knew who <laughs> on, they knew who on the teams were good players. And of course, I don't know anything. Uh, about any of that stuff so they they knew how to run all this other plays and stuff so but anyway yeah it's a lot of fun so i'm almost tempted to to do that on the iphone uh just for the fun of it i will say that i have found some games that i really am enjoying um from my past and i'm trying to think of the names of them oh frogger by the way have you seen frogger on the iphone no, I haven't. Uh, did you ever play Frogger back in the day? And now I know I'm older than you, but of course I did. Okay, cool. So, so here I'm gonna I'm gonna load it up, and this will be a familiar sound to to those of us who who grew up with you know back in the '80s. And While you're loading that though, I I, I too downloaded Madden, and uh, it's phenomenal. Did you? Is it super good? fun? It, yeah, it looks good. How much is it, Madden? Is it like nine ninety nine or something? 14? I think so. When I got it, it was like seven bucks or something. Gotcha. Listen to this. Sale before they kick off. Let me, uh, oh, I gotta turn it up. Oh, hold on. Here we go. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Uh oh. Anyway, so, so there's, uh, Frogger, which is, of course, an old classic Namco arcade game. But yeah, Cubert's on there too. Oh Q-Bert yeah, I, I need to get Cubert too. I, I I I love nostalgia, you know, especially now that I'm getting so old. Uh, no no offense to anybody who's forty or older, uh, by the way, but it it just uh, you just don't know. I woke up this morning. I don't. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but he, I used to have a Pac Man arcade machine, like a full size Pac Man. See if you recognize this sound. If I can get it to pull up, and okay, and here we go. Um, or not? I hear crickets. Yeah, I hear crickets too. Oh well, uh, I must have turned. <laughs> oh, you know what? I've got it in mute mode. Anyway, so it, it it's pole position. You remember pole position? The music. Oh, prepare to qualify. Exactly. That's it. So they did. It, it's a remix. So it's actually a little bit better than the original. It's got a lot of different controls. Yeah, but I want options. the original. Can they switch it so you can get to the original? No, I looked for it. Oh. But that's okay because I mean it is close enough to the original, and they also have additional tracks and different cars that you can earn. So it, it's really cool. It, it, it's the best remix that I've seen. Um, now Galaga, they have the original Galaga and a Galaga remix. I don't like the Galaga remix, but that reminds me of something I want to tell you. 
here is something that I would desperately love to have. And I think the person who comes up with it would make a ton of money. And that would be a joystick for a Bluetooth enabled joystick for the iPhone. That'd be cool. Seriously. I mean, because, you know, and, and I'm not talking about one of those joysticks. You know how you buy those, you know, 25 games in a joystick package? Yeah, those are pretty cool, though. Those are pretty cool, except for, you know, when you're playing Galaga or Miss Pac-Man, you want to be able to just ram that joystick up and down and left and right and trying to hold it in your hand as you're doing all those things. I want a big, massive, keyboard-sized, heavyweight uh, joystick where I can put, place my palms down on it and just really go to town on, the, on a heavy-duty joystick. I would pay 100 bucks for that. That's cool. I would. I would pay a hundred bucks for that, for the use of that, and to do it on my iPhone. And then, of course, it would be really neat if you could hook your iPhone up to an external display and and play it in big screen. And then it's just like having an arcade game. But now I'm dreaming. Sweet. <laughs> I'm right. dreaming of this of this Sprint HTC phone. I know. Is that the video that you told me about? Uh, that that's linked? the UI that the phone uses, but the the is- HTC Hero for Sprint looks a little different. But, uh, I mean, oh, man, they got that everything plan. It's like 100 bucks for unlimited everything. What is this video? Does, does it actually has it have anything that might sound good for audio? Probably not. Let, let's it's try just, it for a second. It's just music. Oh, it's just music? Yeah. Oh, I don't want just music. Oh, well. Yeah, that's The cheesy. boot-up screen's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> Little is. Little Android pops out and waves to you. That's cool. I can't wait to. I, I, I've been meaning to go to YouTube to watch all the Google Android stuff. I'll tell you what, man. Um, I, yeah, when it comes time for me to choose uh, a, f- a new phone or, or or whatever, man, Android Android's getting cool. Well, it's it, just I'm so in, I'm so like invested in these iPhone applications. You know well, what I mean? You, you, well, here's the thing that that's the coolest thing about this. Um, if if I mean, and I, it is a big if. But if we were to ad- abandon the iPhone as a phone, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. It, it would still be a handheld, fit-in-your-pocket gaming device or app- or handheld computer. Yeah, but I don't want to carry two devices. Oh, come on. It, I'm, I'm being serious. Dude, it's this big. I don't care. I don't want it to carry is, two devices. I don't want to have two devices. Big. One device, and right now, I, I guess I'm stuck with the iPhone until... I don't know. <laughs> I like I like just having one thing in my pocket or well, on my hip or in my car or whatever. Well, Google Android's not an open source project, right? It is an open source project. Is it? So, yeah. so in theory, somebody. I mean, it. It. it I'm, this is truly in theory. Somebody could create an iPhone emulator. Yeah, or someone in theory could create. Android built for the iPhone. Oh, that'd be cool. Ooh, that would be cool. Yeah, if I could just run Android on my iPhone. But then cool. you would have to unlock your phone again, which would only last you for three months. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> if, if I could put Android on it, then I'd never look back. There you go. But you, would you still be able to run your iPhone apps, though? No. See? And then, yeah, see, you're back to the where you were. Square one. <laughs> but imagine this. You already have the hardware. So they build... A, an in an Android uh, operating system for your iPhone, but then they make an iPhone um, uh, emulator, and there you go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we, I guess I guess part of me is it's like I'm so I'm so 
ingrained in Google's, uh, you know, ecosystem. Yeah. You know, with my email and my calendar and my contacts and this, that, and the other. And at the same time, I'm so ingrained with the iPhone's ecosystem on the apps. It's like I'm torn, you know? Right. Absolutely. I don't know, man. Someone right. just needs to port Android to the iPhone. Gotcha. Best of both worlds. That's cool. Did we do Mary Martin yet? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, we did. That was not yeah, never sync the iPhone. So we have another question here from Daniel Lewis. Hi, Cliff. This is Daniel Lewis from the ramenoodle.com and are you just watching.com. I hope to get a MacBook Pro in the future. And one of my good friends already has a MacBook Pro, and we were talking about the batteries in them because the batteries are just absolutely amazing. Oh, and hi, Chris, by the way. Forgot to say that, too. What I wonder is, are the batteries in a MacBook Pro in this latest line, are they different than the kind of batteries and interconnections and workings of most normal Windows notebooks? Here's what I'm specifically talking about. With Windows Notebooks, they say that the best thing you can do is cycle the battery six times when you first get it. That is, fully charge it, then fully discharge it while it's on battery power, not plugged in, then fully recharge it, then fully discharge it, doing that for six times. And that is like stretching the battery so that it gives you longer battery life over years and makes the battery healthier and all of that stuff that stretching does for us. Well, does the same thing apply to MacBook batteries as well? Additionally, they say that the worst thing that you can do for a laptop in terms of its battery is have that laptop always plugged into AC power. Does the same thing apply to MacBooks or are MacBooks engineered well enough so that while they are plugged into power, the battery isn't being recharged if it doesn't need to be. So that's, I know that's a little bit more technical and talking about the inner workings, but hey, since these things are supposed to have like lifetime battery life, I really <laughs> want to know so I can, you know, start planning my day for when I will have that little bit of silver, shiny heaven. <laughs> Thanks, I- Cliff and Chris. All right. So first of all, I don't think it's a lifetime battery, is it? No, it's a thousand plus charges. Um, and the, the the difference is most laptops use lithium ion battery cells, which are kind of they kind of look like the battery pack in a laptop. If you were to bust it open, looks like it has like twenty AA batteries in it. Okay. I mean, it's it's just what it looks like. You know, rows and rows and rows of them. Um, the iPhone, or the iPhone, well, the iPhone, the iPod, and then now the laptops use something called lithium polymer batteries, which um, can be molded into any shape, typically little wafers and things like that. So that means they can pack more batteries in a custom space, um, you know, just pack more more of those cells in, in any shape they want because they can be molded in any shape they want. Uh, so you're going to have more capacity. And that's why the, these batteries are lasting a lot longer Um than uh than the traditional batteries just because they could put more in a, in a smaller space now as far as using the batteries um they do say uh to maximize um the battery life you know you you want to make sure of a couple things uh apple doesn't recommend leaving your portable plugged in all the time um your best bet is is at least charging it and discharging its battery once per month so really when you're you know if if you're 
if you use, if you're like me and you use the laptop while you're watching TV, just unplug it and let it you know kind of run down until it gets to the red, and then charge it back up, and you're good to go. Um, also, when you store it, if you don't plan on using your laptop for more than you know in, in a six month span, which I don't know why you would, uh, Apple recommends you store the battery with a fifty percent charge. Gotcha. And of course, there's information about batteries over at apple.com/batteries, mm-hmm. and you can read up on it all there as well. Alrighty, well, that is all I have. Do you have any additional applications or anything you wanted to throw out there and talk about? Uh, ScreenFlow 2.0 is coming soon. Awesome. I just got an email about it last night. So That is awesome to hear. I am excited about it. Do you know about any of the features? Uh, yeah, let me see. If I go. Yeah, I think I do. Uh, I haven't signed any NDAs or anything yet. Um, let's see transitions. Uh, transitions are added automatically. Speed clip adjustment, which is cool. Uh, document packages. All clips and other media used in a document are now stored within the document page package itself, which is good because it used to be, let's say you grabbed a, an element or two from your desktop, yeah. saved it, and then moved that, it, it, it would get all flustered. I, so now- I have 50,000 icons on my desk, <laughs> on my desktop, on my Mac, because I've, I've got an hour and a half long presentation that I, docu- that I drug everything over for. So I'm waiting to render that out so that i can uh you know clean up the desktop yeah so it's all it's all in the document itself which is awesome now uh youtube publishing pause screen recordings copy and paste drag and drop clips between documents that's cool uh audio ducking color correction yeah color correction uh live audio scrubbing uh paste adjustments detach audio tracks yay that is Uh, awesome Freeze frame, clip locking, snow leopard improvements. <laughs> so basic. Here, there you go, Cliff. Yeah, I, I will. <laughs> you know what? I will upgrade to snow leopard for this. Action curves. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, new marker functionality, hide and show desktop, significant performance improvements, and many productivity enhancements. So let, let me tell you, th- this right here is much better than than iMovie will ever dream to be. <laughs> that, that, I mean, now that they have transitions, that's the, I mean, really, that's the only thing they were really missing. Yeah, I don't use too many transitions regardless. I just do jump cuts typically, um, except when I'm doing one of my little drawing videos, then I'll use the page flip because yeah. it's a page. Yeah, I, I like a transition every now and then to, to help mask, uh, you know, a, a certain thing. I've been doing, I've been just using fade, fade out, fade in uh, between, yeah. between cuts of uh, video footage that's just raw video footage. Very cool. I'm excited about that. And by the way, I'm, I'm flipping through my iPhone here. I, I, I was on the classic game buying binge, uh, and <laughs> I also got Burger Time. Nice. Yeah. So and you were on a classic game buying binge. Yeah. It's not as good as the original Burger Time, though. Um, I, I, the, the controls are wonky on it. I, I, I really don't like the controls on, on uh, Burger Time. And they don't have a lot of functionality to, to kind of change that up any. Um, and I'm looking through my phone. I don't see anything else worth mentioning right now. So that that's pretty much it. Cool. All right. So, my friend, if anybody out there wants to contact us, they can do that by calling us at area code 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. If you do have an iPhone, you can actually use your voice memo application. And uh, basically, you just hit record. And when you're done, you hit share. And there's an option to email. Just send that email to feedback 
at gspn.tv. We'll be back next Thursday morning at, oh gosh, what time? 10 o'clock? 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. Uh, 9 o'clock in the morning. Every Thursday we record this live in front of an internet audience at gspn.tv slash live. If you want to see a list of our shows, schedule, go to gspn.tv slash schedule. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. See ya. See ya.